<laughs> Welcome to the Punners Preamble, the final Punners Preamble for 2022. I'm Simon Donopoulos. I'll be joined by none other than the Adam Blenko. A couple of hours before he gets on a plane over to Perth. Very much looking forward to the gold rush. And then, of course, Hong Kong on Sunday. That's so putting big, words in my mouth. You're not looking forward to it? No, I am very much so. I thought you would be. <laughs> and then Hong Kong, obviously, on Sunday. So massive, massive weekend of racing. And where is the highest rated horse in the world racing? Well, he's in Hong Kong, but we're going to do that separately with man on the ground, Jay Altieri. The young fella's gone to Hong Kong. He has. So we'll just put that to one side and we'll give it to the rush, the gold rush. And I'm thrilled with where we're going because on uh, Timeform's twisted ratings. Timeform with a twist. Once twisted, the top twat is... None other than Kementari. Technically, it's a draw, but we're going with Kementari for a lifetime of putting smiles on people's faces. Well, I'm happy to knock down Valana's win in, in the Hunter anyway, so I do have Kementari as the highest rated in the race. Further to that then, do you think the highest rated horse can win the Gold Rush? I think all the action in the race is at the top of the market. As mentioned, I don't have the Hunter rated as high as you, but it still has him right in the finish of this. Kementari's got real form on the board. He's raced against the real Group 1 horses, so you'd like to think this is a drop back in grade for him. And then Kiss on All Four Cheeks went enormous in the winter bottom. Obviously gunned down late behind Polelli. They look the three main chances. A pinch at least straight, but an absolute pinch. And I will be surprised if one of those trio doesn't take out the feature. They are all well above the 10-year average winning rating for the race. So it would take, you're right, I think they have a, a bit of a stranglehold on the race. And when you sim it all out, they are the four. The astrologist can pinch one or two away from that four. And even Elite Street, as you say, you probably have to be generous to get him in there winning quite a lot. Because he's probably, are we saying now with, with Elite Street, he's probably better described by his last start than by his peaks. Mm. Would that be fair? Yeah, It's probably true of Kevin Tari as well. Although his last three ratings are all better than the long-term average here as well. Even seventh in the in the Everest is going a long way to winning this. And winning, it's, you know, that's a, a path realised that does win him a few. Going through Special K this time in. So he's ran fifth to Kiku in that messy Theo marks. Beaten less than a length. Close up fourth behind Lawson running in the Premier. Beaten half a length. That's the run that I'm saying gives him this great honour. As it should. Then he's finished three lengths off them in the Everest behind Giga Kick. And then in the winner's stakes, he's ran third behind Private Eye. That is all A1 form. And this is where I have a little niggle with Valana because I don't think he has anything like that. When you compare compare the pair, so he's beat Mr. Mozart, then he got back in the Golden Eagle, never really got his chance, so I'm happy to forgive that. But then he's beaten in the Congo, who I don't really have much time for. At all. Among others, of course. Among others, yeah. He's had a little bit of a setback. They're not sure if it is a foot abscess. All reports this morning is the farrier has been down and seen him and he seems to be in good health, but he did miss the winner bottom. That was with a separate issue. So he's been a little bit little bit cursed over there. Well, he is. For me, he's the Dunno. He is the Dunno, isn't he? Mm. Not just for you, but for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. He's the Dunno. Because the Barrier one. and the Dunno both running for James. Mm. I'm not really sure what to do with him. Can you shed a bit of light on that Hunter rating? How do you rate it? Well, I rate it and I don't see any way around it. So I know you're saying I I don't have it that high, but as I said, when you raised your eyebrow at it, I'm like, well, 
you're flying in the face of the very model that I make mo- most of my uh, forecasts from, mm. from the shoulders of that model and that concept. So, look, he, it just it is what it is because to say that he's something else is far more unlikely. I just can't have him rated higher than I wish I win. He's just not a better horse. Yeah, well, that's a, what you're arguing about there is the definition of the word better because I don't have him rated a better horse than I wish I win because horses are more than just their peak rating. I have I wish I win edging that contest head-to-head, but there's not a lot in it, I don't think. And I think that's a very um, reasonable take and I think that's a very – I think I'm with the masses. I think it's the masses and me saying that I wish I win just edges, Valana, there's not a lot in it. I'm on my own on this one. Uh, I doubt you're on your own. There's a lot of people out there with a lot of opinions. <laughs> We should come up with a website where everyone gets to throw their opinions in the hat. You can follow anyone you want. It's an idea. That's a great idea. But it, in fairness to Villani, he's won six from ten, five of his last eight. He's a very good horse. He's a very good horse. And if you've been in his camp, he's paid you handsomely as well. And I suppose we're saying he's got a better draw than Kementari as well. One is better than 11, if only slightly. Yep. There's not really much in that. It'll It'll probably come down to horsepower as opposed to barrier luck. What I find very interesting with the Gold Rush is the winner bottom was running at breakneck speed, hence Polelli and Kiss on All Four Cheeks look to have gone enormous. They have run really well, but they're actually in the right spot for the race shape. So don't read into that more than what it is. But you're likely to get a similar tempo here in the Gold Rush. There is just speed everywhere. And barrier one, Volana's got speed, but I, I suspect they will be taking the trail, which can work as it did last week with Amelia's Jewel. They do tend to race a little bit tighter, I'd imagine, over 1,400, and he could be a bit of a train wreck from that draw. Yeah, it's hard to sort of forecast that, though, isn't it? I mean, that's that's just chaos. Like, who knows? Yeah, yeah he could be unlucky, but so could every other runner. Yeah. And I think his chances of being unlucky are, looking at the evidence, you would say less than the others anyway because Barrier 1 would have a slightly better record than other barriers. The truth is it's it's probably just easier to envisage, envisage the bad luck he will have. So it's probably a really more specific and visual case in your in your mind's eye. You can see how it all goes wrong. Whereas with the others, you can't really see it. No. So it feels like – because I've got this thing now where four or five years ago there was like a, a breakout idea that barrier one was actually not a good thing. Mm. And that became – which was, a, you know, a good point. People have been saying for years, you know, inside barriers this, inside barriers that, and all of a sudden, you know, they broke out that, hang on, there might be some some counter to this wisdom. Whereas now I feel like it's become trendy to get really negative barrier one in spite of the fact that, well, there are advantages from being there as well. At different courses and distances, but this just happens to be one where it is. There's some advantage there to being drawn barrier one. He lands the coffin and then gets a split at the top of the straight and bursts through and how good's barrier one. But everyone remembers the time when they don't. Yeah, as I said, it's a real stick in the mind's eye job when they get absolutely, and it's also, it's, confirming this idea isn't it so you go oh, barry one's bad and then so when they get hemmed up in these see <laughs> i knew it yeah well i mean you spend a lot of time watching canterbury on a friday night and you will not want the inside draw <laughs> yeah so depending where you're watching but there looks to be plenty of speed and if that's been the case they should break up for him and he should get his chance to get out but at the same time i'm against so i hope he gets locked away and jamie can sail down the outside on kem and tari and kiss on all four cheeks her record at the trip is obviously very good second up, essentially off a break going into the winner bottom. She's just so wide ranging. Kiss on all four cheeks. She's got big spikes. She's got basutin vibes. <laughs> she is often on the elevator. Because of that, she's hard to 
feel like she's a good mare to back though because you you do feel like those horses with big spikes they can they can win you races. She's got that knockout power to to win you a good race, and she can win this, which is why I think she's sort of substantially more likely than a horse like the Astrologist. But he's got a far tighter range. He's far more likely to run well, I would say, but she's more likely to win it. Mm. Yeah. Well, off a first up run for Nick Ryan, we said Flemington 1400, get her there and she'll be hard to beat and she got there and the let's elope. 28 days into the winter bottom, back with Dan Morton, runs a peak performance, goes to 1400. There is a bit of a pattern to her. Drawn middle, she gets every chance with Chris Parnham. So I concede it does look to be the top three. Yeah, especially if we're if we're going to be really soft on if we're going to update our view quickly about Elite Street and be very soft on him, then it it sharpens up. Mm. But Kementari probably looks the bet, I suppose. So after all that, the horse that we're claiming has the top rating probably does look the bet. Yep, I think that's probably true. I think he he about as likely as Valana. Well, he's got a great record in the race, <laughs> unbeaten in Gold Rushes. Unbeaten. Most people who are chewing Villana, I'd imagine, have locked in that early price and good luck to those that did get the touch of overs. But I think if you're betting now final field, Kementari does look the bet because, yeah, as you mentioned, there can't be a lot between the three at the top of betting. I guess summing up the Dunno with Villana is just his health. But if he goes to the races... If he goes to the races and repeats what he did last start, it's going to be very hard for anyone who isn't Kementari to beat him and it's going to be very hard for Kementari to beat him as well. And they, between them, they would win... I reckon a tick over 50% of the time and they're a bit more than even money between the pair at the moment with most, I would have thought, potential juice in Special K. Would that be the... That's our summation. That's our summation, even though it is a dunno. My dunno really would be every horse everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) The Bizarro comes up in race two. I'm very interested to get your opinion on this because doing form either here or overseas... I think you can look at it through a similar lens. And when you do your form with ratings, this can often come up. So Aza... I don't want to go full geography on you, but there is no C between here and Perth. (laughs) 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 We're going straight across as the crow flies. We're not going round. In regards to doing your form with ratings, I think you can sort of take this anywhere. So Aza runs a clear new peak when narrowly beaten behind Santorio, but has raced... Galaxy Affair twice. Galaxy Affair has SP'd in front of it twice, has beaten it home twice, most recently by three lengths. Aza comes up favourite off that last start rating, but I'm confident Galaxy Affair is a better horse. How do you approach that from a ratings perspective? Well, I don't want to get stuck on just one rating for starters. Um, And you know these horses a lot more personally than me, but... I can still stare at numbers and come up with some ideas. Azar is pretty much here winning off one rating, which is that last start rating, in a race that was a busy finish and the time wasn't much chop. And first and second look to come off their prior peaks. Would that be all? That's all a fair summation? Yep. And I suppose that, is that's the point you're making, Galaxy Affair, as, as raced. So Azar has no real form before this to be favourite. Yep. And so that's a, a big big heap of weight being put on one race and big sp 25 to 1 seems very much like a horse in as you say whether we're crossing a sea or not anywhere we're going is uh that's a that's a sticking point 
So when I I'm just playing around here, but I I have one and four winning the same amount of races and the five. So there's a bit to take on the favourite with as well. So you say Bizarro, I think you could say Bizarro because mm-hmm. there's there's a Diamond Command. Tell me about Diamond Command. It seems to be in the game here. Lightly raced. Good run first up behind Mabella May. Got back, obviously safely held in that race, but should be open to improvement. Just from barrier nine, how much they're going to concede from that draw. It's only won one race from five starts, but arguably should have won a lot more. Just its racing pattern has proven costly or hasn't given itself the best chance to win races. She's a daughter of the mighty Rommel. She is. He won a Zedative at Caulfield one day. As you would remember, no doubt. Of course. And you've got a couple of maiden winners here with figures on them that are not going to win this, but at least look like starting points. Yeah, No Peer is a really nice horse. Mm. Now I'm looking at that and I can see that you'll be backing No Peer, surely. Mm. Yeah. To take a step. Really good win first up. Only one narrowly, but she's far better than the second horse in that affair. Concern for No Peer, barrier eight of nine. Are they going to snag her back? and hope that she can run them down. If that's the case, it makes it a bit hard. I think she's a lot better than that maiden win, but she might have to be if they're going to give all these a start, whereas Galaxy Affairs, pretty rock solid. Benny Mellon from that draw should get every chance, I'd imagine. So, interesting race. Azo's the, we've said it a few times on the podcast, the lazy favourite, because that form jumps off the page, but you can tie in Galaxy Affair very easily and... To suggest A's is better than Galaxy Affair, well, I don't think so. They've looks, raced twice. Looks a very cloudy piece of form to be to be taking a big leap on. So, three thirty as of Thursday afternoon is bizarre. I would think Galaxy Affair starts favourite. So, moving right along, the best race in Perth, Pinnacles. Pinnacles are fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but none of them are the best race in Perth. That's the Perth Cup. Yep, everybody knows it. And there is a key Perth Cup trial here. So before we go, even though it doesn't land any categories, can you tell me anything about this race and what I should be looking on and what I should be looking to enjoy? Alaskan God basically trying to get himself out of a jam is how this looks to me. Terrible spot and hope he can drag you out of it. Is that what we're – that's the uh, the go here with a five to four shot? Yep, that's the beauty of it, taking short odds about a horse that's going to be last. but Almost a bit of a theme of the meeting here. It is, it is. It's a theme of Perth. The better you are, the further you settle back in the race. That's, <laughs> that's uh, mainly the Cerise and White. But Alaskan God, all things being equal, has been very good. Ran eighth in the northerly last weekend, but his closing splits were, we talked about it on the race review, only nine horses broke 34 on the day, and he was one of them. On paper, his form looks patchy, but I think he's flying, and now gets to 2,200. I reckon he'll just round him up. Yeah, his form doesn't look patchy to me. That, that looks rock. Just a better horse than pure, pure devotion is the Pendrith horse. It is. Multiple Pendrith pure devotion. Mm. Wow. I'm excited to be trackside for a third straight Pendrith, <laughs> especially coming into the, the final the final week of the 2022 Pendrith season. It is. Can Pike win it? If we do double points. Well, we'll if he does, we're doing double points. <laughs> Zara's hoping we're doing double points anyway. Oh, imagine if I'm trackside for the Pendrith that seals it. Imagine doing the. He'll be. I'll be doing. The, I'll have my. I'll take my calculator trackside. I'll do it on the fly. We'll know. We'll know straight away. And I'll. I'll ask him to make an acceptance speech. I think his acceptance speech to me would be two words. You want to guess them? <laughs> <laughs> they only do beaten jocks for the group races, but he might be able to stand at the end there and get pikey as he comes in. Oh, I definitely will. 
What an honour it would be for him. <laughs> I'm a bit annoyed. Alaskan God's firm favourite for the Perth Cup. I'm not on my own in thinking it's his race to lose and I'd imagine he'll be winning on the weekend and be very short for the feature. The mighty Nerf Bosk was in some nick last start. He was. Former Perth Cup champion. All the lead-ups have been really slowly run and on on pace dominated and, as you mentioned, Pure Devotion has been the Penrith horse its last two starts mm. and hasn't got into the finish. The mighty Trap for Fools returns. The mighty Trap for Fools, 62, barrier 12 for Grant and Alana. Mm, first up of 343 days at 2200, he looks unlikely to win that race. He does. 728 days between wins, and I don't think he'll be breaking that drought. Have you got a best, and is it in Perth or is it in... I've got two. Unlike you. Unlike me to have two best bets, which you love giving me a stick about. But the best bet at Ascot is in the last, the Velvet Queen. This is an interesting race because this is the whole weight swing. Speed Dream will beat the Velvet Queen. There was nothing between them last start and now Speed Dream meets her two and a half kilos better off at the weights. However, the Velvet Queen wasn't entitled to win on that occasion. Chris Parnham had to wait, go around them. Speed Dream put two lengths on her and then she picked him up. I think she's a really nice mare, the Velvet Queen, and I'm just hoping Chris Parnham doesn't get as far back as he did first up from that inside draw. Second up, she should be fit. I imagine she'll be able to take up a position. He was pretty cold on her Is in that, that race. Is that again? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Can get back on one. Someone's got to go forward. All the winners. Well, the gold rush, I'd imagine, is where all the speed of the day is going to be in one race. They should spread them out. Some places have speed dream favourite, but I'll be confidently backing the Velvet Queen. You can get $5 around. If you're shopping well this Thursday afternoon, $5 is around about the Velvet Queen. And I think she'll be too good for them. Speed Dream's a bit of a non-winner as well. And if he couldn't beat her last start, I don't think he will. So, weight swing or no weight swing, she is the best bet of the day. And in Sydney, Ingham race, the race for the golden chicken. Well, I'm a bit surprised because uh, there hasn't been as big a blow up about this horse not making the Ingham field. Not as much of a groundswell for the Nugget. So, obviously, people weren't all in on Nugget. They don't seem to be too bothered by the fact that the living, breathing moral isn't going to get a run. Pronounced Nuget. Nuget. Nougat. Nugget. It's a very open race if he doesn't get a run. If he gets a run, 3.30, I think, is generous. My interest in the Ingham is whether they try on brutality. Barrier 14, they will not be trying. So, fun fact. Two million bucks. Is that enough to get him to have a go? I don't think so. But he has been barrier trialling for this race. He won this race last year for 12 months. (laughs) And as he settled in front of a horse this prep? was pointed out to us on Twitter during the week that we need to look at Regan Bayless and Joe Pride's record together because mm. if you do, you won't be backing brutality. They've had 65 rides since this race last year. No winners. It's a nice run of outs. It's a nice run of outs which tells me they're due. <laughs> and brutality is finally ready. He's going really well. He's flying. <laughs> He's absolutely airborne, this horse. But I'd imagine, are they just going to straight up concede and... They can't, can they? I I would have thought that if they have been mucking around for, for this long that it was for now. I think a few people thought it might have been for the gong. Two million it bucks on was. Saturday. I, mean, they, they had a, I suppose they didn't settle in front of anyone, but they had a go in the gong. He went close. Uh, but two million bucks, that's surely enough to, you know, move into the race at a, you know, as it as it starts, as it unfolds. Give him a chance. Uh, there's a few others in there. Is that Long Villiers in there? It is. It'll be given no chance. Has he 24? drawn wide as well? Yeah. There's 24, few, oh yeah. There's a few horses in here for Chris Waller who 
if you do own a share of Nugget. Like a tissue is going to be giving absolutely no chance from barrier 20. It's going to go straight back to last. It's just nice to see her back at a mile. (laughs) (laughs) Just scratch her. Don't run. Long billiards, same thing. It'll go back to last. No hope. Surf dancer, at least they're going to roll forward on it. Yeah, it's fine. There's a few horses in this race that, from the barrier draw, are legitimately going to be given no chance. Like Skyman, another one for Wallet. All Wallet's horses are drawn wide, so there is some hope for Nugget. Because they're all going to be given none if they go back. So why even run? (laughs) Yeah. They might not see things as black and white as you do. (laughs) Anyway, I think if Nugget gets in, he'll be going very close. The best at Ramwick for me is in the last. Democracy manifest. This horse is flying. Finally, finally draws a gate. Surely Nash at least lands him midfield. And while we've seen him a few times, his preparation, he's certainly good enough to win a 78. And if he lands midfield, he wins. Your best in Melbourne? You and Darren will be cheering him home. We, uh, we will. My best in Melbourne. I thought Sandown was interesting, but it was um, everyone will have trouble gathering around one. Detonator Jack is the day shorty. There's nothing there that the market has missed, I wouldn't have thought. Shade of odds on for Detonator Jack to turn around Green Fly. Both of them, they've shared, gone one apiece in two races this time in. And that's probably race of the day, but it's not betting race of the day. Extra elusive, it was an absolute bizarro nominee just for being here. He's a seven-year-old who's well exposed. I was saying he's almost... He's almost Britain's so Sosie Bon. Poor man, Sosie Bon. Of course, of course. And now he turns up in Australia in a race against Sosie Bon. Now, he's pretty good extra elusive. I also think he's extremely generously handicapped here, even though it's been a while. It's been a couple of years, but he hasn't done much racing in that time. Well, not even maybe 18 months since he's basically knocked off a pair of group threes. He knocked off Zaki two runs before Zaki got on the plane and came down here and became Zaki and beat him. Same price in the market and fair and square and was you know, rated 118.19. He's had half a dozen runs, a few of those in very forgivable spots since then and obviously he's had a must have had an issue of some description. But he's a strange, strange, bizarro import. Is that why they've bought him? They've seen the Zaki form lines. Think they can <laughs> get him right? Maybe. I very, if they could get him right, he's a, as I said, he's a group three horse over there and probably a bit better than that here. He's, a, he's quite a good horse. but Sounds like they rang the handicapper before they bought him. The extra elusives in Australia do not get rolled down that quick. That's for sure. Mm. To be running off that that benchmark here is very generous indeed. Given what, uh, to be honest, it's the right thing to do, but they don't do it for the locals. And as a result, they can't get them up as quickly, which means you get horses like Nujay missing the Ingham because they can't put him up quickly because they'll never bring him down. And it's, yeah, I'll get off my rant because I've been asked what my best bet is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> In a very different race, and it is Right You Are, who is a pretty basic horse, mm, it must be is. said. Yeah. Uh, but he is in a very basic race. Off a flop. So, like for like, he is off a flop. He was ordinary at Ballarat. Yep. And so the temptation would be just to dismiss him off that. And I think the betting has done that to some extent because it is an ordinary race. And I think six 650 is around in early markets, which I think is taking last start in, as it should. Yep. But it does. That is taking last start right into account, I would have thought, and saying mm, that was hugely disappointing. But I think if you dig a little deeper, you can find a way to be forgiving. He was on a long, long break with the New Yards. There's obviously been a major issue bringing him back, and everything has gone just so perfectly in three runs. Building, building, building. He's not getting into frantic races, so he's getting a chance to find his feet, and he's just building, 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 and then he goes to Ballarat off a slow one at Flemington where he was strong home. 
and they go warp speed and he looks flat as on testing ground as well, fairly testing ground by that stage. So I think that I think he just got sort of busted open a little bit. I think it was probably a bit of a shock to the system. So he's gone around seven to four there. I don't think this is if this is tougher, it's not by much. Um, and you can be very, very forgiving. And we talk about the advantage of inside barriers at Ascot before. 1,800 Sandown, if results mean anything, you're better to be drawn wide. Okay. Wide draws, advantaged. In fact, barriers 1, 2, to some extent 3, 4 are shocking there. Why? Don't know. Don't care. Just bet. <laughs> Don't care. Just happy to uh, make the leap that wide barriers carry some sort of advantage there, even if it's small and right you are is drawn out there and he is a good enough horse to win this and it is very patchy away from him, I think. In fact, the I think the horse that is the early favourite is Shandon Burge, who ran time and won really well at the Valley, and he is trained by Trent Pursuit. Ooh. <laughs> so you would like that because you would be forecasting him to come crashing down. Did you, do you know the horse I'm talking about, Shandon Burge? He won by four around the Valley in time. Oh. Yeah. Max Lay. No, he looked good. It came out of nowhere. No, I shouldn't say that. It didn't come out of nowhere. But he was, um, it was actually quite in <laughs> – just looking at it now, it was actually quite in line with his – his ratings profile in general. But at the same time, I can see that he could fall off that. And I can certainly see that Right You Are could do better. So I think 6650 is a pretty good bet. Well, you looked over the desk at me yesterday and you feel the yard's <laughs> they, starting to heat up. It's all a bit of fun on the podcast, but you were right into him. I'm like, gee, that's a, you know, to be fair, he does train a lot of good winners. <laughs> <laughs> that wraps us up for the final punters preamble of 2022. Thanks everyone who has tuned in to listen over that's the last fun. 12 months. Yeah. <laughs> do really appreciate it and we hope we have provided some insight or at least some winners along the way so all the best to everyone this weekend and we'll be back for the award show on monday very much looking forward to that we might have to do double points because i don't know if anyone's seen uh, the morikawa table but it flies in the face of my recent statement <laughs> in the face of your recent ranting we'll uh, we'll touch on that on monday <laughs>